Hello inmates and welcome to Twisted Chamber. I'm Natasha. I'm Kat. Hello everybody. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the show. Yeah. I hope everyone's had a good another week. Another step closer to Halloween. I know. It's getting close. I feel like it's gone really quick this year. It has gone really quick. I'm, yeah, I'm Halloween, then it's bonfire night, then it's Christmas. It's like the best time of the year, which is why I like winter. Oh, I hate winter. I do not like winter in this country. It's hard. It's a hard life. Yeah, it's dark. <laughs> it is. I like the early night. I'm so. I'm such a winter person. I like the early nights getting dark. I like waking up in the dark. I like hot chocolate snuggles. Hot <laughs> chocolate and snuggles. Yeah. That is a description for sure. Yeah, it's lovely. For sure. It's lovely. And even better is when I wake up in the morning to text message from my co-host about how deep the ocean is. Oh my God. That was the coolest video, wasn't it? I just was a bit concerned. (laughs) It's terrifying. It's so deep. It's so deep. Then did you see as it's like going down, like, uh, that they put like the Eiffel Tower mm. in certain places yeah. just to show the scale of mm. how tiny it is. Like that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then they had the location of the Titanic. Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's really deep. It, well, can we even post that? I think can- we I think we can. We can probably share it in our story. Oh, look, I'm gonna post it just it's, because. Uh, Hey, it's Halloween, and what's scarier than the ocean? Yeah, and everything <laughs> that lives in it. Can you imagine that deep? What lives down there and what it eats? I, I don't want to. I don't. I don't <laughs> want to know what lives in the darkest place ever. Nope. Yeah, a little doorway at the bottom there, and you'll be like, oh my god, it's like another world inside of our world. Mm. Wow, maybe it is. Maybe. <laughs> Or there's some mer people with sticks down there. Oh, could you could you imagine if there was like real mermaids though? Oh, yeah, they wouldn't be nice. Why? I just don't think they would because they live down there in the dark. Oh, that's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. My mind went to mermaids and oh yay, mermaids. <laughs> I didn't. I went to they were down there in the dark and they've been down there this whole time. They're like, cold. Where is Ariel with her shell bra? She's not down there. <laughs> Ariel. Is not down there. Down there, they don't wear shell bras because they don't have any boobies. Oh my gosh. I just think that they're just weird shirt, weird mer people. What, like uh, Harry Potter uh, yeah. mermaids? You know, the ones in the ocean? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, those. Oh, scary. The hissing, mean ones. Yeah. My imagination right now is going crazy. I, yeah, I don't want to know what's down there. It's okay. Uh, hope we never find out. Well, no. I hope we find out. Yeah, we but how crazy is it that we don't know, like you said, mm. we don't know uh, the ocean. Mm. We actually know more about space mm. than we do than the ocean. Yeah. That's scary. scary. And <laughs> we live with the ocean. Like, that is part of our everyday life. And what's scarier than real life? Mm-hmm. Apparently, the deep, deep depths of the ocean. Yeah, man. Yeah. I do love a fact. Mm-hmm. I do. That one's too big to put on a snapple, though. It, it's too big <laughs> for my brain to even explain to our yeah. listeners mm-hmm. the scale, which mm-hmm. is why I want to post it. Yeah. Because I am not a very good, I'm not very good at numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm not, <laughs> not my strong suit. Uh, but... It is insane just to see the scale of like massive buildings and the Eiffel Tower. They had a Lady Liberty. Yes. She looked like a little ant. Tiny <laughs> bug. Tiny little ant. Bye, bye. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It just kept going, going. and going and going. Yeah. Last, I think last night when I was in my TikTok hole, there was a guy in Loch Ness. And he was putting his camera down in the lock. I don't know how deep the lock is, but he was feeding it. And it was it was like a 360 camera. So it was looking all around. So it was looking up at him. And then the size, it was going down and down and down. And the further it went, the more nauseous I felt. Because then all of a sudden, you couldn't see him anymore. It was just black. And he kept going. And he split the screen. So he was like sat at the top. 
and then the camera was at the bottom what you could see so you could see him still feeding it the wire down as it was going down 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 in the end I was like you know what no <laughs> I'm all right I don't need to watch this I'm good Oh my gosh. You know, even watching those videos where they're in that little uh, submarine pod mm -hmm. and they're going down and they're going down into the ocean. It's the creatures for me. <laughs> what the hell is it? You know, even on Finding Nemo, you know, the little one that has a little dangly <laughs> thing. thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's horrible. That's scary mm -hmm. looking demonic fish. Mm. That's what they're, that's, well, they're closer to hell, aren't they? They're down there. Demonic, do you think demons are Demon fish? fish? Maybe they're fish. <laughs> Demon fish. <laughs> Demon fish. <laughs> oh, we even have a theme song for it. <laughs> That's it. Demon fish. Oh, there yeah, we go. There we go. That is one. Yes. That is well, one. speaking about demons, do we have any demons today? We do have demons today. Yeah, I do have a TV program for you, though, quickly. Oh, The Watcher. <gasps> I haven't seen it. But oh, what a surprise. Yes, this is new on Netflix. It's stalkerish. Living in your house, imagine getting a letter detailing what you were doing in your house and then being told that I'm the watcher and my job is to watch the house. Nope. <laughs> so this is this is this week's watching maybe. Maybe. You need to catch up. I need to catch up, but yeah. I'm so behind. And yeah. I just started watching uh uh, the House of the Targaryen. Oh, House of Dragons. House of Dragons. I'm oh, sorry. okay. I just started watching that. Um, it's on Now TV. Okay. Uh, I'm very confused. Yes. There's so much going on. There's a lot going on. And different houses. And I'm trying to remember Game of Thrones, period. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Different houses, different names. It's a, it's a lot going on. Yeah. Well, I did. I Googled it because I was equally as confused. And basically Google said, forget about Games of Thrones because this is so far in the past that it's not even. Yeah. It's like 200 years, isn't it? Not longer. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's good. It is good. The wigs though? No. <laughs> I, the, the wigs. I can see her wig line. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I oh, did. Oh, really? I did. That's the hairdresser in me. Yeah, yeah, it is the hairdresser in me. Yeah. I was like, oh, if you just kind of clean that one up. <laughs> a little wipey wipe. A little fix there. <laughs> uh, anyways. Yes. Go for it, buddy. So I am, I probably should have said this at the beginning of the episode, I will be putting a trigger warning on this episode um, because I... I did my research, um, it's in an insane asylum and there are some bad stuff that happens in the insane asylum. So I did my research and I got into a massive insane asylum hole of just finding horrible things about this place. So I will be putting a trigger warning on if you don't want to hear any graphic details, any gory details, description of gory details or anything like that, then please don't listen anymore. Please uh, turn this off. Go to next week's episode where we talk about butterflies and fairies. Never. And never. <laughs> that is not what we're here for. Yeah, no, never. So, yeah, so I'll just put a little trigger warning on. Um, and, yeah, I shall begin. Sweet. I'm excited. So, um, talking about the Trans-Elegheny Lunatic Asylum. Okay. Uh, the Trans-Elegheny Lunatic Asylum was supposed to be a place of peace and restoration but it soon turned into madness and mayhem, a place nightmares were born. And the spirits of the tormented patients are said to haunt its rooms and hallways today. Deep in the heart of West Virginia, in a town called Weston, surrounded by beautiful countryside and a beautiful, um, sorry, surrounded by beautiful countryside is a beautiful building, the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. This building was witness to so many atrocities that it has left its marks on its walls the building sits on 666 acres and has 13 buildings in total. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. massive. It's massive, but 666. Six, six. Oh and my God, I didn't know 13 that. buildings. Oh no. <laughs> Some of, there has been things to say that this is, has a portal to hell. And later on talking about certain things, I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't. Like, I, yeah, if it did, hi, I don't know. I will not be going to this place. 
no, no, no. Um, so the building was commissioned in the early 1850s, wanting it to be one of the first hopeful developments for mental patients. Um, construction of this building was interrupted by the outbreak of the Civil War in 1861. The partially built hospital became Camp Tyler for the Union. The south wing of the asylum was used as barracks and the main foundations as the stable. Confederate raids in 1862 and 1863 temporarily dislodged the Union troops. Following the admission of West Virginia as a United States, so before this, West Virginia wasn't um, considered a state, it was considered on its own. Independent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the hospital was renamed the West Virginia Hospital for the Insane. In 1864, Confederate raiders, raiders sorry, stripped the asylum of all food and clothing intended for the first group of patients. So already the hospital has already had a war fought in it, spirits, people, you know, people died there and everything. They had um, various raids over time. I think at one point they kept gold in there. So there was a gold raid and people stole the gold. So it had a very already, before the patients were in there, it's already had a little bit of bad energy um, going on about it. Um, the first group of patients were admitted to the hospital in 1864. Um, Thomas Story Kirkbride, a doctor who founded the American Psychiatric Association, known for his Kirkbride plan, this hospital to him was his baby, was his brainchild. He emphasized the importance of light and fresh air with suggesting that asylums be built with 16 foot ceilings and plenty of windows and ventilations for a crossbreed. He wanted patients to have freedom. He felt that mental patients should be allowed to roam free as much as possible, enabling them to find their own stimulations for their brains. He said that they would, they would behave better, not worse, with more control over their lives. His idea inspired the building of 73 other Kirkbride mental hospitals in the United States. Wow, okay, so he's trying to do good. So he was trying to do good. Yeah, I didn't, um, there's a lot of history with him and a lady, and I can't remember the lady's name, which is awful, but she also was a big advocate for mental health. She thought that people needed to be treated kindly when it comes to mental health because back then they just shot them in prisons they would hide them people would put people would put them in their attics you know they would hide people away because I they know. didn't want to see them it was like bad name for the family so him and this lady they wanted better for the patients so they wanted this amazing place for them to be you know where they can feel at home um, the hospital was built to hold 250 patients each of them having their own room um, skilled, I can't speak now. Skilled stonemasons uh, were brought in from Germany and Ireland to help with the architecture. Now, this building is the second largest stone building next to the Kremlin. Okay. Yeah. So it's a it's a huge. I have pictures of it. It is a, a huge stone building. Basically, mm. it's massive. Um, uh, the beautiful building. It had a working farm. It had a dairy. Um, it had waterworks and gas. It had its own cemetery. Oh gosh, so yeah, it's like its own little village. Little village, yeah. Okay. And they even had locals would make the clothing, the locals would make the bedding. So everything was, Western was basically built around this insane asylum because everybody was helping. It was all local. It was all local locally things. sourced. Yeah, yeah, everything was local. Um, the architecture, the architect, sorry, Richard Snowden Andrews, had wanted the hospital to be self-sufficient. Um, for people to feel at home and for people to feel cared for. So the intentions of this hospital were great. You know, they had good foundations, they had good uh, practices, they had, they had good intentions. Um, but by 1881, things took a turn for the worse. An increase of mental health diagnosis and stigma, the hospital started to become overrun almost 500 more patients than it should have. The asylum would pay for people to drop off patients. They would advertise. Patients were admitted for grief, congestion of the brain, feebleness of intellect, seduction, novel reading. Seduction? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> sorry, <Yes>. pause. Pause. <laughs> Seduction. seduction that's horrible i'm sorry yeah. continue yeah um <laughs> novel reading so if you, you found reading a book you know if somebody doesn't like to read in the book 
boom, you're in the insane asylum. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Please don't learn. <laughs> don't learn. You're an yeah. idiot. You, you need to, yeah. you need to go to the asylum. Yep. Yeah. Uh, laziness. These, are people, these people have been diagnosed. So when you go to somebody's chart in their hospital room and you pick it up and it reads what their diagnosis is, it would say laziness. Uh, yeah. Ask for a second opinion. <laughs> yes. yes. Ask for a second opinion. Yes. Um, religious enthusiasm. Menopause. <gasps> yeah. Menopause. Uh, superstition. Uh, domestic trouble. Now... Can we just take a minute? Can you imagine having an argue you and me? You have an argument with Oliver. I'm having an argument with Wally. They're like, we're going for a drive, babe. So we get in the car thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to sort this out in the car. And then you pull up at Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Please take my wife. She argued with me today. Please. Oh, no way. Yes. And actually, that was one of the first patients to ever be admitted was admitted for domestic disturbance. Oh, that is sad. Very sad. Ladies. Yes. Why is it always us? Well, I think it was the men as well, because oh. it was a male and female, but it was who, like, we could have done it to them. It was, a, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, uh, masturbation. <laughs> Don't enjoy yourselves. Do not have a great time. <laughs> no. no. Um, tuberculosis epilepsy, along with alcoholics, drug addicts, criminally insane, murderers, and people with mental health okay. issues. Okay, so there's a vast number of issues here. Yes, there is. And it's Charles Manson also was at Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Charles Manson Charles was. Charles Manson was there, yeah, for a brief time. Wow. Yeah. So can you imagine you're in there for laziness. You know, they're overrun with patients. Yeah, and you're next to a and murderer. And you're next to a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so many patients were admitted uh, to the hospital that it couldn't keep up with its conditions and things became worse. So instead of one patient to a room, it was now four or five mixed, meaning, like we just said, you'd have somebody with epilepsy in there with somebody who's criminally insane, somebody that's murdered his wife, and somebody with mental issues. The farm and dairy couldn't keep up, so the patients were now suffering from mal malnutrition, which only made their mental health worse. By the 1930s, the hospital was six times over capacity. The patients were now running wild. The staff outnumbered and they couldn't gain control. In the 1950s, sorry, in the 1950s, the hospital had 2,600 patients more and that was 10 times over capacity. Patients were sleeping on the floor. Uh, in overcrowded rooms, the rooms were freezing cold. The rooms and walls were full of poisonous mold. The windows had grime in them and they could no longer let in the sunshine that Dr. Kirkbride wanted so badly. Oh my gosh, for it to go downhill like that? Mm -hmm. In a medical facility? Yeah. That's, that's bad. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> but uh, people just wanted to keep pushing patients in. You were mentally ill, go to this hospital. That was where you went. Um, wallpaper was peeling from the walls. Some torn off by patients in panic. Some of the patients that the staff deemed unable to control were locked in cages in large rooms. And this was to make more room for the less worrisome patients. Now, some of the other treatments they used to do in this hospital were hydrotherapy. Uh, they would submerge the patient in either hot water or ice cold water, depending on their diagnosis. And they would be left for hours and sometimes days at a time. Whoa. Uh, yeah. And this was like a bathtub. So you were submerged in the bathtub. It had a like a plastic sheet over the top, which they would then hook underneath so you couldn't get out. The only thing that was poking out was your head so that they could feed you and give you, if they saw fit to, they would feed you. But you were literally submerged and you couldn't move. You couldn't get out. Yeah, that's torture. That yeah. isn't, uh, that's not what you do if you're a doctor trying to heal someone yeah and trying to can you imagine if you were in there for laziness and they put you in an ice cold bath 
because you for were busy days. for days and hours at a time. You would think that someone would, I'm sure some people had hypothermia or died. burns. burns. Yeah, people died. And if, so say you were in here and when they called you out, you, some obviously mentally ill patients, they would kick off and they would scream and shout. So they would send you somewhere else for another treatment because that treatment didn't work. So then you were then wheeled off down the hall to say the next one, bloodletting. What's bloodletting? So uh, bloodletting dates back to the Egyptian times and it's believed to rid the body of impure fluids, which would cure many problems. Um, large veins and arteries were severed, um, and they would often use a call, call uh, sorry, a tool called a scarfinator, which would drain blood. Now I have pictures of this tool. It's horrendous. It's like a metal box, and it's got like blades sticking out of it, and they would like attach it round your wrist, and it stick in, and they could pull it back. And it would sever. It like rips your arms open. Oh my god! Yeah. Hey, I know what will heal you. Let's bleed you Let's out. Bleed you out. Let's bleed you to death. <laughs> yeah, horrendous. Yeah, honestly, these poor people. Um, seizures. Doctors thought that bringing on seizures would have a positive reaction, and they did this many ways. Uh, they had a drug called metrazol. Um, and this drug would make the patients have horrific panic and terror. So it would induce fear and panic in them. Um, and then they would then have a violent seizure afterwards. Uh, many patients, when they knew they were getting this drug, they would run out of their cells in terror, trying to hide. And anywhere in this hellish hospital was better than receiving that drug. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's so scary to yeah. run away from that. Yeah to run to have to run away yeah uh insulin shock therapy this this one got me because this one was awful they would inject patients with insulin to drop their blood sugar level to zero oh okay and this would induce daily comas and seizures so these patients were strapped down for days and every day they were lowering their blood sugar level to induce a seizure to make these patients have seizures Oh, that's so scary. So scary. Why would you do I, Like, I, in that situation, if people are nurses and you're there and you're, you're there to help, they must have been brainwashed as well. Yeah, I, brainwashed or in their studies, you know, they were studying mental health, but because these were the treatments that they found, maybe there were a few patients that were okay. Maybe, it, you know, sometimes they would they would say that when somebody was quiet, that the, the treatment was successful. You know, when they could no longer speak, when they could no longer walk, that was considered a successful treatment. So when they couldn't talk to yeah. you and they can't walk yeah. at all, yeah. oh yeah, we, we, we healed them. Well. <laughs> we need a prize and someone nominate us. Yeah. We healed them. We did. Right, see you later. Bye. I <laughs> can't yeah. walk. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's I'm laughing great. because I'm, uh, it's a I reaction. Reflect. Yes, it's a reaction. Yes. Um, they would also use electroshock therapy. Now, electroshock therapy, most people know, is yeah. one of the original first mental health therapies. They would put probes on the patient's head and push an electric current um, in the brain to induce localized seizures. And this treatment was used to treat depression, schizophrenia, and awfully homosexuality, which was actually considered a mental illness until 1973. 73. 73. Wow. Yeah, it was considered a mental illness. That was that long ago. Yes. Um, some other uh, horrific treatments of patients uh, was called the confinement chair, which was for violent patients. Uh, this chair was slightly angled back to make sure that you were sat upright. Uh, you would be strapped in with your ankles and your wrists, and also they had a strap for your head and neck so that you would keep your neck upright um, and then you were just pushed to the side and left in the hallways and you were left there and you know what a patient would go past who's slightly crazy and maybe give you a bit of a punch maybe spit on your face you have one of the worker staff members that walks past who's like a crazy arsehole and gives him another punch 
and they Holy were left crap, there. this place should be shut down. It should, should have been shut down, yes. And the patients were left there for days and days to be tormented and tortured by people in the hospital. Um, the chair would claw, cause broken limbs. It would also cause blood clots and often people died, uh, either in the chair or when they got out of the chair. Um, another one was the confinement crib, which is a long, narrow crib that was 15 to 30 inches high and it had slats running up the top and the side. So it was like a small coffin, right? They would lay them in there and they would lock them in there for hours and days. Oh, so you are horizontal. You are horizontal. Yeah. You are led down in this small, you can't even see, it's not even enough room to lift your head up. You are forced to lay completely flat for hours and days. You can't move. Oh, see, that's not trying to heal someone. No. <laughs> that is called torture. Called torture. And again, when I said earlier, often after this one, people were unable to walk and they were mute. And they did after this treatment, when they were like that, they considered it a success. This is how they considered it. They were no longer flapping around and yelling crazy words. They were just quiet and they were sad and they couldn't move. Wow. They became a shell of themselves, no matter what treatment, you know, no matter what ailment you had, laziness, you were caught masturbating, you were caught, you know, women going through the menopause. These were, these were treatments for these people. This is treatments for them. Um, patients were locked in solitary confinement for days and weeks at a time. Um, one, of the, uh, one of the rooms in the asylum still has the five-point harness which in the middle of the room is a, a chain with a big circle which would go around your waist. And then you were strapped in like a star position with your wrists and feet all strapped separately and you were left there. You couldn't sit down, you couldn't fall down, you couldn't bend, you couldn't move your arms or anything. If you fell, if you fell down, it would pull on your wrists. So you'd have to stand up straight. Um, and one of the patients, um, uh, sorry, once you were in there, the guard who put you in there has to let you out again because he has the key. Uh, and if he goes home and forgets that you're in there and isn't working for the next five days, you are in there for five days, which happened a lot to a lot of the patients in here when they were being punished. Oh my God. Is they were just left because they were forgotten. Oh, it makes me feel sick. Yes. And angry. Yes. <laughs> yes exactly that um the asylum was also the workplace of walter freeman a famous surgeon and the botany advocate in his lifetime he performed over four thousand lobotomies sometimes leaving perfectly healthy patients with physical and cognitive damage um, some of his patients i say some a lot of his patients also died now when they first did lobotomies um, it was actually, they would drill a hole in your skull and fiddle around. But he found a method called the ice pick method. Oh dear. Yes. So this was slipping a very thin pointed metal rod. Oh, I just got chills. I'm so sorry. If you, if you saw that on YouTube, oh my God, I just got chills. That just went up my spine then. <laughs> um, a slipping a thin pointed rod into the patient's eye socket and using a hammer to bang oh. and sever the cognitive tissue. So the ice pick would go in, in, and then he would use like a windscreen washer motion, which would sever the, um, the frontal cortex of the brain. So it severed that completely. Um, to perform the lobotomy, so before that little bit of torture, to perform the lobotomy, he would give the patients an electric shock, which would make them pass out so that he could then perform the lobotomy without them moving around. Um, he did perform the lobotomy on young children um, and a young boy had the lobotomy performed on him because he wasn't getting on with his mother. Oh my God, stop it. So yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. I've brought this child into the world yeah. and uh, it's not listening to me. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> Let's, uh, yeah. Um, so in 1949, a Portuguese neurologist called Antonio Igas 
Monsi, Monsa, Monsi. I apologize, I've probably got that really wrong. Don't shoot me. Monsi. Uh, he was the founder of the lobotomy and he actually won a Nobel Prize for it. Wow. So him and Walter began working together back in the day. And Walter, uh, after a time working with him, decided to branch off on his own. And he actually got the ice pick method lobotomy from opening his kitchen drawer and finding an ice pick in his kitchen drawer and thinking, oh, I know. That will work better than what Antonia decided to do. So that's what I am going to do. As you do. As you do. Yeah. yeah. And he went all around America performing live lobotomies. He performed them to show people that this was what was happening. This was what was working for mental health. This is what we need to be doing to treat mental health patients. And in the US alone, 50,000 lobotomies were performed in the lobotomy kind of lifetime. Wow. So there was a lot of insane asylums doing exactly the same thing. Uh, in the mid-1950s, people were now starting to use other drugs to treat mental health patients. So lobotomies became something that was hardly ever used. But behind the walls of the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, asylum Walter was free to do as many lobotomies as he wanted on as many patients as he wanted without their permission or permission from a family member. So crazy ass doctor behind this wall of this asylum was doing whatever he wanted to do. He didn't stop. He didn't want any of the new drugs or the new science that was coming out. He wasn't doing his lobotomy thing. And in 1967, a young woman died after receiving her third lobotomy. Oh, her third? Her third. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So people had it more than once. People wow. had it more than once. Okay. Um, and she died. Walter was then forced to stop. Um, he did die a few years later from complications from a cancer surgery. So he was, yeah, due to forced to stop at that point. So that was when the lobotomy stopped. Um, now, with all of these horrendous treatments um, and the diagnosis, um, for patients was getting more and more and more. And some patients again were issued and were sent to the asylum with things like loss of arm, fits, asthma, indigestion, childbirth, disappointed love, desertion of husband, dementia, death of son and other. Disappointed love, right? I'm gonna yeah. start. What does that mean? Disappointed, disappointed love. love. I guess you've asked. I don't know, Jane out or Lu- Lucy out, and she said no. And you'll go home, and you're like, oh, mom, no, I asked Lucy out, and she said no, go to transatlantic. Lunatic. You get in that you asylum. You get in that asylum. You stay there. You stay in there, you, son. You stay there until and you have all that stuff done. <gasps> oh, yeah. my God. It was yeah, awful. Whoever is, uh, you know, uh, treating mm-hmm. and putting people in here mm. were family members. I have to ask the question mm. were family members coming in and dropping them off. Yeah. So they, were, they no, weren't, they weren't, like, they, weren't going, they weren't going in. They would pull, they would drive down the driveway and nurses and doctors would be waiting outside and they would come and take your family member in. And you couldn't go in. You couldn't go in. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm. Yeah. I don't think I could do that. No. no. Okay. I'm yeah. sorry. No, I, no. uh, I interrupt. Yeah, no, 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 you're fine. Uh, many of the patients had no mental health symptoms or anything when they entered the hospital, but days and days of treatments, they didn't stay that way for very long. Staff would often be raped by patients. One evening, a nurse went missing, and after not returning to work the next day and not returning home for a few days, they wondered where she was. Her rotting body was found two mates two months later at the bottom of an unused staircase. Dean was a quiet patient with the mental age of eight years old. And he was in a cell with an ex-boxer, Jim Woods, who was six foot three and 350 pounds. Jim and Gavin Mason killed Dean. They tied a bedsheet around his neck, hoisted him up, over one of the wooden beams and hung him there until he lost consciousness. Then they would bring him down and beat him. 
And when he would wake, they would string him up again and bring him down again and beat him over and over again, but it didn't kill him. So on one last try, they let him down and they pinned him to the floor and with one of the metal bedposts, they put it on his head and took turns jumping on the bed, crushing his skull until it finally killed him. This wasn't the only patient that Jim Woods killed. He also killed his other cellmate. Uh, his cellmate would strip naked, run out of the room screaming, and when staff caught him, they'd be thrown back in with Jim. On this one occasion, Jim pinned him to the wall with his feet until he lost consciousness and then beat him to death. Holy crap. No one... Do, do people just want to continue to put inmates in with... Yeah, this is it. Overrun cells. Yep. They didn't really... He was a big guy. They didn't really... Also, there's not a lot of caring going on. No, there's not. Nobody the really cares. No. was so overrun. There so many patients to, to staff that they couldn't... They couldn't run it. Like, I have pictures of beds just in the hallway. Wow. On the floors. It was so overrun. Um, on the juvenile ward, aged between 11 and 17... In one of the bathrooms, a young boy stabbed another 17 times with a homemade shank. Shank, shank, shank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the victim didn't die. Um, he pulled and dragged his own body out of the bathroom along the floor to the nurse's station, where he finally passed out and died. George Edward Bodie died after a fight with another patient. Uh, Brian Scott B committed suicide, but his body wasn't found for eight days. Uh, severe fires were set by patients, one in the 1930s, one in 1935, and this one was one of the worst. Part of the roof collapsed and it cost 155000 to fix it. So back then, 155000 was a lot of money to fix the roof. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of money. Yes. Um... Over the years, the hospital did add extra rooms. Uh, they added a tuberculosis room. They added a morgue. Um, and they added various rooms for staff. Uh, but by the time the asylum was closed down in 1994. 94. 94. So they were still doing all of this in the 90s. Holy mm. Jesus. Mm. And it was <laughs> a reporter went in he was admitted undercover i believe and he went in and basically exposed everything because you weren't allowed in oh my god but mm. the 90s in the 90s yeah yeah that's really scary very scary yeah uh the only part of the building that was extended for the patients was the graveyard where two thousand patients lay sleeping forever once a beautiful building meant to help patients meant to help patients now sits empty and abandoned. It's almost as if the patients just vanish with rooms still filled with furniture and wheelchairs still sat in the halls. The tales of the hauntings and the unearthly spirits lurking in the building started long before the hospital closed. Staff would quite often quit after a few days having heard unexplained noises and spooky wheels of furniture, gurneys and wheelchairs. Um, the spirits range from the Civil War um, era um, to ghosts of children and ex-patients and staff. Murderers, rapists, violence offenders are said to still roam the building, and other ghosts whose earthly crimes were said to be depression and substance abuse. One doctor had said that a spirit followed her home one night, and it still haunts her to this day. Two shadows can be seen in a room where two patients hung themselves. Many have also heard the words out whispered in their ears. Out, then I'm out. <laughs> yep, I'm yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. See you later. See ya. Um, a dark mass named the creeper can be seen moving along the halls and dark floors, creeping around, and then it disappears and then it'll come back again. Um, a soldier named Jacob can be seen walking the halls looking for his platoon. Uh, Ruth, a, pa a patient who had a brain aneurysm, um, was then, she had the brain aneurysm, and then when she uh, came, survived it, when she came out of that, she was very violent. Um, so they actually put her in the violent woman's ward, and she was sat and left in a feeding chair. She was strapped to this chair and left there until she died. 
Um, she is said to be as in violent in death as she was in life, and she hates men. Um, she throws stones at them, and you can hear people have been pushed by her and stuff like that. Um, as we'd said before, the hospital had children. Some were born to patients of the hospital, um, and that was through rape. Yep. And these babies, they didn't leave. Nobody come in and was like, okay, oh, bless, you've had a newborn baby. We're going to take it and give it to a family that needs a baby. They didn't take the baby. They left the baby in the insane asylum. What? They left the children in there. What do you mean they just left these kids? They left the kids. They left them in there. No, no one was taking care of them. No, they were just left with their parents or they were left or they were moved to the children's ward as they got a bit older. They were just left. Oh, my they Lord. might not have anything wrong with them whatsoever, but they were left in there. Maybe well, now you have a whole bunch more crazy kids. What, you, what, what yeah. are they trying to produce here? Yes, exactly that. Well, there's a young girl named Lily. Um, and she's nine years old. And she haunts the hospital and she died of pneumonia in the hospital. Um, the hallway, the juvenile ward that I talked about with the young lad that was stabbed, uh, they say his ghost haunts the floor and if you walk down the hallway where he dragged his body they say that you can feel him pinch your legs and pull on your trousers oh my gosh uh, continue uh, <laughs> that scares me I'm sorry <laughs> uh peeper ghosts are seen and they're children on the children's ward who when you look they'll poke their heads around the corner and then when you kind of blink they're like gone it's really quick all you see is their heads and they're called peeper because all they're doing is they're peeping around corners they're not doing anything else um, a man named Ben, who was 50 years old, he hangs around in the children's ward. I'm not sure. Nobody knows why he's there, but he hangs around there. I don't think I haven't found any other stories about Ben. So I don't know what his story was while he was in the insane asylum. But apparently he hangs around in the children's ward. And when you ask him why he's there, he will cut you out on the um, the uh, little spirit reader that you can get when you hear the voices. You can hear him cussing you out. <laughs> yeah. He shouldn't. I'm guessing that he should not be in the children's ward. Uh, not with that mouth, no. sir. <laughs> Get out. Yes, exactly that. Um, violent words can be heard. People have heard their names being called. So people have been in one part of the building and say there's like two or three different rooms. They'll hear cats in my voice. Oh, yeah, I see. And then you would go to the room that you think I was in and I wouldn't be in there. Oh man, it just gives me like some like that freaky, nauseous feeling yeah. in my stomach just thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, ugh. Yeah. Uh, Jim Woods, the six foot three boxer, he still guards the hallways there. They say that you can see his figure um, through the doorways and stuff. You can see him stood there, the mass of him, how big he was. And um, people who have walked through the lobotomy ward have had reports of receiving headaches. And when they go home the next and go to bed and wake up the next day, they wake up with black eyes. Black eyes? Yeah. What, like you've been punched? Like you've been punched, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Do you imagine the lobotomy going through your eye sockets? Like, so then, of course, you would get black eyes from that. So they would reported we're seeing black eyes. Um, full body apparitions have also been seen. So not just part ghosts. We're talking full body ghosts stood in front of people. People have taken photographs and when they've got home, there's been somebody that they don't know in their photograph with them. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, a fire alarm keeps going off and there is no working fire alarm in that building at all. Um, so when you're going on a ghost hunt at the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, be sure to bring toys for Lily because she loves to play with them. She plays with balls. She'll roll them back to you. Um, fans of Lily, when you walk through the asylum on the children's ward, they, they bring toys. So people that regularly visit drop off toys in there for her to play with. Um, and also uh, sweets and cigarettes because when the patients were well behaved, uh, they would receive sweets and cigarettes from the staff so if you when you walk around you'll see cigarettes lying in a pile of sweets and candies and stuff on the floor where people have gone and have have left that for, for you and I think it's Jim I think it is Jim he will do stuff for cigarettes so if you have a cigarette and you ask him to like light a ball up or roll this across the floor and you offer him a cigarette he will do that for you wow so who's coming ghost hunting with me 
at the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. I'm gonna say not me. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, you're on your own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a it's a huge building and it's very intimidating. I have to say, it looks very intimidating. Well, it's, once again, it's the numbers for me. Mm. It's the numbers. Mm. It goes right back to the beginning. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it does. Do. Yeah, I can't. I, if anything has like a six 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 or a 13 well I'm not too bad with 13 but even then mm. for it to be that big and have that much death mm -hmm. and uh neglection or neglect mm. I'm sorry yeah that's that's too much mm. there's too much horror in mm. that place mm. it, was, it was a bad a bad place I think to begin with um anyway and obviously mental health treatments back there you you were experimented on, you know, you were the ones that were experimented on because nobody cared. Nobody cared. Your family didn't come and visit you. Well, yeah, but they weren't allowed in anyway. So I bet that there were some people that wanted to get their loved one out of there. Yes. And they did everything that they could and they still couldn't get in. Yeah. And by that time, you know, they're going to have a, uh, 18 lobotomies 18, or yeah, exactly. they're already going to have issues but also as well I mean so the list of, of of patients being admitted for certain things the list went on even if you had a physical deformity you were thrown in there and this was back in the day mm -hmm. I understand that but for that to continue on mm -hmm. in 94 mm -hmm. that's not okay no it's not <laughs> no it is not no that's really not that long ago no it's no and so, that's a scary thing you know if they were were they doing lobotomies in 94 no they weren't because um walter he stopped when was that date oh i don't know so oh, don't even worry about a date okay. don't even worry oh uh, in 1967 they in 67 stopped. they stopped lobotomies. but even 67 that's still quite it's really not it's that long, long ago. ago you know for for someone to put an ice pick mm -hmm. in your eye mm -hmm. to to help your mental health out, that would give me so much more mental health. Yeah, right. Well, you were, and I mean, he did. So before he got to Trans um, Allegheny Hospital, he actually did perform two other lobotomies on two girls. One of them was uh, her father, I believe, was like a Senate or somebody like that. And she ended up, mentally deformed and she had it because she was um she was a teenager she was a girl that wanted to go out and have fun she wanted to see her friends so to calm her down they thought that this would work and it rendered her she couldn't feed herself she couldn't walk and that was swept under the carpet because he didn't want the her father didn't want the bad reputation to come back on him so swept under the carpet no yeah, time. maybe don't take your teenage daughter mm -hmm. to get a lobotomy mm -hmm. because of her teenage behavior. Yeah. yeah. And then another lady, she was a mom of two who suffered from headaches. And he convinced her that a lobotomy would work. And she ended up uh, bed bound, couldn't walk, couldn't talk, couldn't, she couldn't look after her own children. Oh, see, and, and the destruction after that, mm -hmm. how could you live with yourself mm -hmm. if that's what you've done? Yeah to keep going, to be the advocate. It works, come down and have a lobotomy. Yeah, that's like some serial killer stuff mm -hmm. though. Yeah. If we, if you really think about it, mm -hmm. the, the fact that he doesn't care about anybody in this entire hospital mm -hmm. and he's putting out all of these torture treatments, mm -hmm. that's not a treatment. Mm -hmm. That's not you trying to help someone mm -hmm. when you put them in a bath, either cold or hot. <laughs> Right, you're gonna sit here for a couple of days, and that's gonna help your brain. Yes. See you later. Bye. Yeah, yeah you're bye. gonna come out of there. Mm -hmm. You would have lost your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Someone strapped me in a tub, and I couldn't get out in days, mm -hmm. dude. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. Yeah, in a tub, <laughs> and that. there's no toilet, so you're obviously we know everything's happening in there. Mm -hmm. You know, and and and. The thing that gets me is the level of uncaring, like for the staff. Now, obviously, the treatments are what they are. They've obviously studied them or whatever they're doing them. But the fact that you lock somebody up and then decide to go home and they're still locked there 
and you've put your keys on the kitchen cabinet and you and your family are going to go to Vermont for two weeks. Have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Don't think about the guy you put in chains five days ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they would chain them to the walls as well. So not just in the middle of the room, they would also chain them to walls. Yeah, that's not punishment. That's torture. torture. Yeah. You know, I hope someone got um, in trouble for all these actions. I'm not sure that Especially they in 94. Oh, in 94, I think that's why they eventually were like, you cannot have a facility like this open. Yeah, but nurses and doctors mm-hmm. should have been held accountable and they should have gone to jail. Yeah. Well, that, of course, they should have done. But I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's scary. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think as a nurse, you're all there in the head if you're able to uh, prescribe these treatments mm. that were given to your patients yeah. to go, oh yeah, this is, I know what's going to work for you, honey. I know. Uh, yeah. You're having that depression. Oh, it's okay. Oh, are you just feeling a bit sad? Oh, I got the treatment for you. Right. We're going to put an ice pick, right? <laughs> and we're going to put it right into your eye. Okay. Yeah. We're going to sever the nerve and then you're not going to feel sad anymore. Isn't it great? Yeah. Yeah. That's it, probably. Yeah. Go home and do everyone a favor. Quit your job. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe that job isn't for you because you're obviously not intelligent enough to no. know that that might not help no. sadness no. or depression. Yeah. Or disappointed love disappointed or love. laziness. Masturbation. It, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. The amount of people that were put in for something so stupid and so minute. Yeah, tiny. But again, I think that the the fact that they were paying for patients, advertising that they were paying for patients was, you know, oh, my wife pissed me off last night, actually. Fuck her. She's going. They're going to give me $150. She's off. Darling, we're going out for the day. We're going on a trip. We're going on a trip. Pack your bags. Yep. Don't put too much in there, though. <laughs> Come on, Timmy. Yeah. We're taking mummy. Yeah. We're just going to drop her off. She's off to a spa. <laughs> spa day. <laughs> and then, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it gives me the shivers. Mm-hmm. And it makes me angry for those people yes. that were probably put in there because of something so stupid. So stupid. And to receive those tortures. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then even if you weren't, even if you weren't having a treatment, you know, as it got bigger and bigger, you were then in a cell with somebody that was uh that's murdered 15 people and somebody that's that's insanely been diagnosed criminally insane. And you were in there because you had a fight with your husband last night. Yeah, that's uh that's the part that makes no sense mm. for me. Mm. You should not be able to, as a health professional, mm. to agree to put someone in a room yeah. with a convicted felon mm-hmm. <laughs> who should probably be in jail mm-hmm. or medicated at all times. At all times. Uh yes. okay. Yeah. Well, that was the best insane asylum story yeah. ever. Yes. Yeah, I do. I have another one, but we'll we'll probably do that one in a few weeks' time because I just the history of this fascinates me so much. Well, it went through war. Mm-hmm. It went through what the Civil War. Civil War went through the Civil War. Um, it was built before that and stopped building, and then it's just and to be from the eighteen eighties to nineteen ninety four. That is a long time. That's a very long time. Long time. For the amount of mm-hmm. horror that was in that building, mm-hmm. I would not want to be walking around. No. The saddest part is, is that this isn't the only place. No, it, no, it's not. Right? Because I found several. Yeah. yeah. But there's been thousands. Yes. Not just insane asylums or hospitals or uh, orphanages mm-hmm. or church. Well, we say, you know, like a church orphanages. Orphanages. <laughs> Let's, let's say orphanages. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh no. Uh, but yeah, it happens so much mm-hmm. that it's it's scary to go. Oh, okay, this happens in one place. Yes. Uh, and you think that that's the only horror that you hear, and then there's another yes. one and another one because a lot of these places they have um massive graves. Mm-hmm. 
with where they've just dumped all these dead bodies yes yes and actually that was another thing i forgot to say was that the actual graves they were not given so if your family member died you didn't come and claim your family member you were given a number and you were buried in the cemetery and the gravestone just had a number on it didn't have a name just had a number on it and then after a time they would just pick up that gravestone and assign that number and that gravestone to another patient and bury them under the same number and gravestone. Oh. So they don't actually know who's buried where in that cemetery. They don't know. Oh my God. So they have no idea. They know the number of graves. They don't know who's who and who's where because it was literally number 444 might have been used 50 times in, in the last five years. Yeah, that that's just not what you do no. to other human beings no, that not. are... Uh, you know, hurting mm -hmm. or going through mental health struggle. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty scary. Yes. That's yeah. a very good Halloween story. Yay, I thought so. Yeah. I did oh, think so. It did give me chills though. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> I wanna I wanna watch that back because <laughs> it's so funny. If I have that like weird feeling, mm -hmm. I have a funny thing about oh, eyes. Okay. Oh yeah. Do not touch my eye. I will not touch my eye. It grosses me out. It's just the nastiest thing. Or yeah, no, not for me. Okay. Well, that was a lot of graphic detail. It was. I. I'm not gonna lie. Did enjoy writing it down. <laughs> I just got so focused on it, and I just. I think for the people that were in the hospital, I just felt for them, and I just was like, and their story should be told. It should be told. Yes, especially if they are anonymous and yeah. they're in a, a mass grave. Yeah. That's not fair. No, so look at what happened to them. Mm -hmm. Look at whoever worked in these places, mm -hmm. how disgusting and nasty they are. Yeah. Those aren't humans. Mm -hmm. They aren't human. Because mm -hmm. you couldn't yeah. you couldn't say that you were human doing things like that in a place that's supposed to help people. Exactly. You know, that okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it makes me angry. It right? Right? Yeah. It does. It yeah. makes me so mad. Yeah. Uh, anyways, okay. Uh, away from the anger. Okay. Away from it. Yeah. Uh, I have a fan story. Uh, I'm excited to share it. Okay. With you. Lovely. Uh, Lovely. While I get it uh, going. Yep. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. I don't know. <laughs> See, I get funny when I'm okay. about to read. Do you, I do, you want me to talk about our I, socials? Uh, yes. Say everyone, uh, tell everyone about our socials. Yeah, I'll give you a little uh, socials. Because I need to figure out uh, who this is from. Oh, okay. Give me just a second. I yes. hope I printed it out. Okay. So our socials, we are on Instagram, Twisted Chamber. We are on Facebook. We are on TikTok. If you are watching us on YouTube, please, please subscribe and hit the like button. They tink, tink, one day, tink. Uh, those mean a lot to us and if you are also listening to us on Spotify Apple iPod uh, podcasts uh, please give us a review um, it would it would mean a lot to us just to have a review um, it would be nice as many stars as you feel it would just mean so much to us that would be great on the top of our Instagram we have a link tree link so everything is on there so come and give us a follow come and give us a like uh, come and chat to us. We yeah. like to talk to you guys. So yeah. Come well, I'm now ready. Now I'm now ready. Now I've given you the whole spiel. Yeah. I think ready. what I need is a highlighter. Oh, uh, okay. that's what I need. Uh, this story is from uh, a fan of ours named Stephanie Nichols. Lovely. Or Nicholas. Hello, Stephanie. Uh, I saw your Reddit post. Well, hey. she saw it. We asked everybody. We did. We did reach out. Um, I have lived in my apartment for about nine years. We live in a big city across the street from a cemetery. Weird things have always happened. I have a tendency to sleep, uh, of sleepwalking, and I have night terrors. Many nights, my husband has woken up to me just talking to people. I also would get up and sleepwalk to the door and usually wake up right before I left the house, but I clearly remember hearing a voice calling me. Things got worse when we had our baby two years ago. When I was pregnant, my husband would sleep on the side of the bed facing the door and I would sleep closer to the wall. 
One night, he remembered a little girl talking to him, saying she wanted to play with the baby. He said a stern no, but she kept asking. After a minute, he told her to go away, and she got really angry, and we were woken up by a loud bang. Our Lou had very bad acid reflux and would choke in her sleep. So I was always on alert. A few weeks after her birth, I woke up to check on her and I clearly see a lady on her knees praying in front of her bassinet. Uh, I would lay her uh, for a nap. We would hear things fall in the kitchen and, and look, and nothing was there. Uh, it got really bad at one point, and I had to lock my bedroom door because my door uh, would, would move. She's two now, and every so often, we get her babbling to someone. She can say some words and will be very persistent in bringing me in a room and just pointing, but I try to bring her attention to something else. Recently, I was on FaceTime with my mom and she hung up out of nowhere, which I thought was weird. I got a text asking if I was alone. I told her yes. And she told me she clearly saw a figure in my room when the baby was running around with the phone. Oh <laughs> my God, no. Stephanie. Oh my God, if your mom saw that on FaceTime, how scary. <laughs> that would be that's like scary. like running mm. with your kid in the background. In the background is somebody there. Wow. Stephanie, thank you so much for your story. I love that one. I love that. Yes. That was great. That was great. Stephanie. That was a good story. Like terrifying for you. Yeah, very terrifying. <laughs> yeah, very terrifying. It's just the whole uh little girl coming to play. And and then the praying with the woman. Yeah, in please the, don't pray next to my child, please. you ghost figure. Yeah, please don't do that. Or do it, but let me know. Oh my God. Imagine walking in there and then seeing that in front of the cot. It would be a hard, we're leaving. <laughs> and we're gonna stay at a hotel tonight. We're gonna stay at a hotel. We're gonna, we're just still not gonna sleep there. Nope. Wow. No, can't sleep there ever again. Yeah. Ever also, again. Also, don't buy a house opposite a cemetery. Oh my gosh, opposite a cemetery. Mm. That that's a different that's a different level mm. of uh thinking where you want to live. Mm. Uh, because that is too close. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's too close that's for comfort. Too, um, and that's a lot of different apparitions and different ghosts. Yes, yeah, different ghosts. The kid. Obviously didn't like being told no. Uh, that's even scarier. That's even scarier. I would not want to be talking to a little girl. I'd try to wake myself up. Ghost kids are scarier than adult ghosts. I'm sorry. Yeah. A ghost, ghost kid Little is kid ghosts are terrifying. They are terrifying. I don't enjoy them. There is nothing worse. No. They are petrifying. <laughs> Especially when they try to talk to you. Yeah. Or they giggle. Oh, the giggling. The giggling. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Stop it. Yeah, and they actually <laughs> don't uh, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't have fun, little child ghost. Don't do that. No giggling in this house. No. <laughs> yeah, no. That was, yeah. Oh, that was, that was a good little Reddit yeah. one. Very good. Yeah, thank you very much, thank Stephanie. You, Stephanie. Thank I know you we've so said much. that three times now, but that Appreciate was good. It. Yeah, it was good. If anyone has any other stories they want to write in and want us to read out, um, then email us at twistedchamber at dahu.com. Um, scary stories, the scarier the better. Even a real life scary story. Yes. A real life one, you yeah. know, something that you've gone through mm -hmm. that you want to be honest about. Yes. And I also forgot last week we didn't do the cat scare meter for my um, demon cross story, and we need to do it for this one. So last week's story, how would you rate that on the whole cat scare Ooh, story? That was a good eight for me. Okay, yeah, that nice. was a good eight. Okay, uh, and... and this I would have to say this is a good seven. <gasps> okay. Good seven. Seven. Okay. But there was a bit more uh, hurt involved. And you know what? I actually take that back. Mm -hmm. I think last week was a nine. Okay. Oh. Because she was sick, wasn't yeah, she? she was sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was sick. Yeah, she was sick. Okay. Yeah. Well, wow. now you have a score, everyone. Now we have a score for both. <laughs> nice. Welcome to the cat. Yeah, we need a 10, guys. 
Although uh, I never do it. My Halloween story is a 10. I don't believe you. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a 10. I, okay. I don't believe that there will ever be a 10. It's a 10. It's a 10. All Definitely. right. Okay. All right. I'm hoping for it then. <laughs> I can't wait for Halloween. And once Halloween comes, we will light our little jack lantern yeah. here, and there's definitely going to be sweets. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna. Well, we have to trick or treat we ourselves. Have to trick or treat ourselves, which means that there will probably be rustling because there's going to be chocolate eating. But you know what? Guys? You know what? Hey, mm-hmm. we're, I'm gonna try not to do that for oh. some of our listeners that don't like to hear chewing. There's nothing worse, right? MRSA or whatever it is. ASMR. There we go. We're not doing it. To, you know, I'm telling you guys, no. <laughs> Isn't MRSA a disease? I don't know. I thought it was some kind of thing you catch in the hospital. Well, if I, it is, hey. email me. <laughs> you know, we are not doing that, but no. we will have our little pop. Yeah, we will. Little sweets, we'll and see. we'll light our little jack lantern. Yeah, that's here. If you're not watching this on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you are uh, on our audios, just pop over to YouTube and have a little look at our new set. And come just say hi. Come look at us. Yeah. <laughs> look at us in our beanies because yes, it's cold now. It's cold. It's winter. Yeah, it's exactly winter. that. Yes. Right. Right, everyone. Well, thanks for uh, tuning in. Yes. Uh, we will let you go now, but next time you might not be so lucky. See ya. Bye.